Welcome. I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning, spirituality, and manifestation through archetypes, symbols, the seasons, and timing. Here's a quote for you. When the personality comes fully to serve the energy of the soul, that is authentic empowerment. This is the goal of the evolutionary process in which we are involved and the reason for our being. Every experience that you have and will have upon the earth encourages the alignment of your personality with your soul. Every circumstance and situation gives you the opportunity to choose this path, to allow your soul to shine through you, to bring into the physical world through you its unending and unfathomable reverence for and love of life. That's Gary Zukov in The Seed of the Soul. I highly recommend the book. How We Create Our Life the energies we navigate from the planets and stars in the heavens to the shadow side of ego that dominates the world in which we live. We've slid from an 18-minute gap during the Nixon era to a seven-and-one-half-hour gap in the Trump era. And note who's being held accountable for the January 6th insurrection and who is not. Putin is once again slaughtering civilians, while experts around the world fumble on how to stop him. Right-wing radicals have perverted faith and religion to excuse the worst behavior from their friends, while hoisting themselves as the true people of the Christian faith. The wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas sent text messages or emails to Trump's chief of staff that encouraged the overturning of the 2020 presidential election. Left-wing radicals hoisted defund the police, which alienated voters. They also don't appreciate you can be a gun enthusiast, as my husband is, and want universal background checks and gun reform. Don't say gay in Florida, in Florida, marginalizes LGBTQ citizens and threatens the same result as Ronald Reagan's silence on AIDS in the 1980s, only this time the right has targeted children. Silence equals death. And don't get me started on Mark Zuckerberg and Cheryl Leenan Sandberg. Hollywood is in ethical freefall after Will Smith's assault on Chris Rock. Smith has resigned from the Academy after he was warned he could be suspended for over a decade. Where's the security, was Howard Stern's question, before comparing Will Smith to Donald Trump. (laughs) Well, they both hid behind God. Both men brought low through their own arrogance After climbing to the highest heights, humanity is screwed if this is the best we can do, people. Evolution depends on our ability to level up. Another quote from Zukov. 
Our current understanding of evolution results from the fact that we have evolved until now by exploring physical reality with our five senses. We have been, until now, five sensory human beings. This path of evolution has allowed us to see the basic principles of the universe in concrete ways. We see through our five senses that every action is a cause that has an effect and that every effect has a cause. We see the results of our intentions. Multisensory skills are what we experience beyond our ego. Instincts, intuition, the psychic, and mystical portals we can tap through our mind. The stuff of inspiration and magic. Yes, magic. The topics I tinker with in my thrillers that took me a lifetime to excavate. Where I've traveled isn't on a map. What, have I, what I've experienced and learned came through tools that are as ancient as human history. The journey began when I couldn't grasp the concept of God, as I was taught through my deep Christian faith. Much like Thomas Jefferson, Jesus' words were my lifeline. My mother was very religious. Sunday church was mandatory, and she'd give me the silent treatment all day when I refused to attend or, you know, played possum. Her influence forced questions I had to find answers to myself. I'm going to read from a column here uh, by David French. He's a conservative. Uh, I... I belong to, I signed up to his newsletter. It was published on February 13 in The Dispatch. You can find all his details on Twitter. And it's based on conservative principles, and I thought it was very important. The seeds of political violence are being sown in church. The new insurrection is being organized in a sanctuary near you. Uh, I'm going to do, uh, pull the fair, fair use uh, switch and just do a couple of paragraphs. Really, you should read it all. It's uh, The Dispatch and it's David French. The sin of commission is constant threat inflation. By focusing relentlessly on wokeism or the worst of the left, Christian media exacerbates the sense that evangelicals are under siege and hanging on to their place in American society by their fingertips. As a leader in a well-known Christian group, activist group told me this week, threat, excuse me, threat inflation leads to, quote, cornered animal syn syndrome, rendering Christians vulnerable to the siren call of the extremists. Join us. We're the last hope for the nation and the church. Moreover, if Christians know anything about the far right, they know it's vicious. Silence is the safe course. For all the legitimate talk of cancel culture from the left, many Christians self-censor out of fear of the right. They know Michael Flynn is dangerous, but saying so out loud carries a cost. So they remain silent. They stay in their anti-left lane. The proper response to fear and fanaticism is reason and faith. They reason and faith. It's demonstrating by word and deed that the response, even to the worst forms of extremism on the left, is not to stampede to extremism on the other side. But we have to know what we face, and what we face is a Christian subculture 
that is full of terrible religious purpose. The seeds of renewed political violence are being sown in churches across our land. Again, David French, The Dispatch. No one challenged uh, the church when I was growing up. For a young girl, it was sacrilege to offer a critical opinion, let alone one that revealed I didn't believe the stories I was being told. It wasn't until I stepped into the Sistine Chapel in Rome that the depth of my confusion and the questions I had for my church teachers reached an inflection point. When I stepped into the sacred chapel, I burst into tears, sobbing. I found a seat against the wall as I tried to hide my horror, shame, and embarrassment, hiding my face from people staring at me. My sister was in shock. The bookend to this event was a moment in philosophy class in college when the professor, billed as a former assistant to Camus, talked about faith and doubt, giving weight, weight to all my youthful questions. Maybe I was right, and the traditionalists didn't have the answers. To survive my youth, I became a liar to myself. It's what I was taught through my family. The trauma inside our house was a secret long before I arrived. In high school, no one suspected the horrors of our past, which mimicked so many families of the mid-20th century. Homes built around traditionalism, faith, and obedience. Men first, women's importance came after the children. The 1960s were an inflection point for all who weren't white male Christians. America hasn't been the same since. Freedom came to women via the pill, feminist revolution, and the church stood against us. So did society. The cycles manifest in different ways. But just as the seasons change, cycles in spring, summer, fall, and winter come to bring shifts with the crack of the cosmic whip, faded events where our choices are tested. If the coming of spring changes the weather around us, how can these natural shifts not impact us personally? The full moon brings more births, but also acts of violence, a constant cycle of death and rebirth that reverberates down through our personal cosmic tattoo. The failures of organized religion, not to be confused with the importance of faith, led new generations to seek truth beyond the translations of fallible men who assume the moral and ethical high ground. When I pray, who's listening? The advent of psychology challenged our perceptions of what being human means. The psychological splintering that occurred in my youth was intense enough to crack open my mind. Again, no one in my high school had a clue of my personal agonies, but the depression and confusion made me brave enough to delve further into the multisensory world that had bombarded me since I was in elementary school. Details of my childhood continued to crash through my reality into adulthood, adulthood. The fragmented pictures and memories knitted together to create a real-life American horror story as the foundation, while my outward appearance to all onlooker, onlookers was one of happiness, early su success, and accolades. The upheaval of pasting together the pieces into a puzzle that was clear left me bereft of a foundation. 
It's when prayers became meditation and a magic carpet ride once perfected and opened a portal to a mystical world of personal empowerment that enabled that was enabled by galactic energy and was meant to be experienced by light seekers and truth warriors. The answers proved my experiences had been real. The perceptive visions, knowledge from my interior guides, and magical cosmic experiences validated the multisensory equation that was my life. The reason I relate to Teresa Caputo and Tyler Henry, even if my gifts are very different. First prediction came in elementary school when I proclaimed to two classmates, uh, schoolmates, little kids, that my father was about to die. The prophecy might have been wishful, wishful thinking, except I was finally safe because we'd moved to St. Louis and the house we lived in didn't have a basement. He couldn't get to me anymore. When he died, I marked it on the family calendar, which everyone thought was sweet. Didn't shed a tear. Mom moved me into the master bedroom afterward. Born under the moon, the nighttime has always been creative for me. I loved to stay up late long after Mom went to bed. I'd think, walk outside, and gaze at the stars above. One night I got up and my door was open. I walked over to close it, but stopped. Frozen in place, a distinct outline of a person stood across the family room by the kitchen. The outline was smooth, no distinct parts or facial expression, but arms and legs, head were that of a human figure. This was no ghost. The energy I felt was weak, and I knew it was my father. Shut the door and didn't think of it again. Sure of what I experienced, didn't question it, never told a soul except my husband. Until now. My Christian faith didn't prepare me for this vision or all those that followed. Organized religious faith isn't about a person's unique experience of crossing the veil. Church faith depends on accepting ancient, ancient stories that omit women's power in the era of Christ, keeping traditionalism alive, and ignoring multi-sensory mystical experience that's considered heresy. Still, I couldn't break away from the hold the church had over me, including the power to diminish the truth I'd experienced. Philosophy, be, philosophy began the journey, but desperation was the driver. I became obsessed with truth, the one thing lacking from my young life and the faith I'd been force-fed. God wasn't in doubt, nor Jesus, but man's interpretation of them both I knew was only one half of this story. As a creative master... My life has revolved around expressing truth through art. I've paid every price for the knowledge I've accrued, but I've persevered. Today, we're stuck in a cycle of fear to the point that our society, the world, has splintered. 
We are menaced by the five-sensory crowd who presume to know God while they ask faithful while they ask the faithful to donate money or lose access. Pete Seeger's Pete Seeger's uh, 1965 protest song, some of you may remember, Turn 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 to Everything There is a Season, had annoyed his publisher who complained to him. Quote you better find another songwriter, Seeger wrote. This is the only kind of song I know how to write. This is where I find myself, telling a story from my life I never thought I'd share at a time when the world seems to have gone crazy. Your, your higher self is infused with God's grace and energy. From this vantage point, there is a different story. Another way to talk about faith, cycles, and evolution than what we have been forced to accept. April 1st was the new moon in Aries. Fire energy with power to touch, transform, and regenerate our lives. Ancients believed the stars and planets under heaven were part of God's divine gift for us to decipher and translate. Pre-modern societies practiced astrology with the Greeks and Romans relying on the ancient science. Plato, Aristotle, Ptolemy, and others believed in the importance of astrology and that our world, our lives, and the cosmos were interconnected. Christianity and the rise of religious power began astrology's demise, demise as did the advent of astronomy. None of it stopped Carl Jung from embracing astrology's importance in his studies, which was one of the things that caused his break with Freud. Read Liber Novus. Jung also garnered, garnered professional derision and disrespect for his theories. Uh, here's a quote from author Liz Green's book, The Astrological World of Jung's Liber Novus. Quote, Jung was convinced that astrological cycles provided the basis for the earliest myths and that astrology was, a quote from Jung, indispensable for a proper understanding of mythology, end quote. For over three decades, I've researched these subjects that have been part of my private life since I was in grade school. I've tested ancient theories through my own life. I'm a Christian who's experienced the rhythms of life through God's guidance into the natural world that goes beyond traditionalism and the church. Look up. The majesty of the planets and stars are an elemental aspect of life. Part of the puzzle, humans are meant to translate for themselves. Faith and astrology, along with the mind's ability to cross portals into mystical worlds, isn't fiction. It's all data meant to improve our choices and advance our evolution. The stars don't make us do anything, and the planets don't propel our choices. And God isn't something we connect to out there in the heavens. God is inside each of us. 
Until we accept this fact and act like it, we'll continue to have the life we see today on our screens. Putin slaughtering civilians, Trump lying and getting away with it, Supreme Court spouses involved in the insurrection, and entitled Hollywood stars melting down because they can't face the shadows of their own mind. Big topics. That's what this podcast is about. God, religion and spirituality, astrological seasons, timing, and the creative process that includes truth-telling, even when it's about yourself and might alienate people by the shock of what's behind the curtain. <laughs> My name is Taylor Marsh. This is Astral Soul Lightning. We've begun.